Hello. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? I'm very ready for today. Hmm? I'm very ready for the day. I'm re- ready you, to, to do what things. Makes, what makes you so ready for today, if I could ask? You know, I think I slept a couple minutes longer than usual, which is to say I was not, I'm, I'm in less of a sleep deficit than usual. So I think that helps. Oh, that helps so much. It's, yeah. it's the X factor, you know, it's I totally, mean, and it's, and it's the dumbest thing. It's my fault. I, I just, I stay up later than I should. It's, it's just stupid. It's just me being stupid. There's, there's so much stuff in life. Uh, there's medications, there's diet, there's all kinds of stuff where I feel like, at least for me, I, uh, I don't notice the effect when it's going well. I notice when it's going poorly. And then once it's gone poorly, if I'm able to pull back from that, I go, wow, that really makes a difference. And I don't think there's any better example. This is so boring. But I don't think there's any, maybe no better example of that than sleep, possibly alcohol. But like with sleep, you're like, you think like, ugh, like, ugh, didn't get enough sleep, didn't get enough sleep. Right. But like if you get managed somehow to get a good night's sleep for two or three nights in a row, you may find yourself feeling kind of different in a mm-hmm. way that's difficult to explain. And you may not put it down to sleep. You say, oh, I'm just having a good day. But like, it, it I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, the restorative properties of sleep are shocking. Yes. And this is why I track my sleep like a monster. Because uh, <laughs> first thing I do in the morning, I get up, I make water like a gentleman, and then I see how I slept because I'm playing a video game with my brain. And I want to beat the uh, final boss, as John Syracuse says. And, uh, and it's always, it's always very interesting to me. And it tells a tale. I can, I can, there's all kinds of stuff for like, I, I mean, stuff that you read in magazines, uh, or, you know, or turns out articles are really super true Two that I will cop to is that having a regular go to sleep time and a mostly regular get up time actually does have an effect. It's huge effect. I've, I've pretty much mostly stopped drinking all together for now. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, for the reasons people have, but I mean, one of the things is I see it in my sleep. Oh, there he is. There really he is. Right on time. There he is. Thanks, buddy. I see it in my sleep. I mean, it's it's wild. One of the apps, um, I mean, you know, the, the apps that I use, well, one in particular is good for the, uh, uh, so I use auto sleep and I use sleep watch. And, um, and uh, I, you know, I like auto sleep for its uh, lots of um, like, kind of killer power features. But one of the nice things about sleep watch is when you open it up, it gives you this very simple graphical view um, that I think is, is, is really good if you just want to do basic tracking. And the thing that you see right there is you see the time you went to bed, you see the time it figured out that you woke up and it shows you these three bands. Okay. So you've got a, you've got a band for like deep sleep. You've got a band for light sleep and you've got a band for when you were awake. They're different colors. And the, the distinction that I see is my deep sleep and my light sleep are both kind of shredded into these smaller bits where I've woken up just a little bit, even if I've had like, you know, just like two or three drinks. It's really weird. Like I never, I never thought that that could have an impact. But. Yeah, it, it, re, it has a huge impact. And it's not, I, my understanding is it's not simply the direct effects of the alcohol itself. It's also, and this is kind of what you were saying, I, I think, is that the way our body processes and, and turns a lot of alcohol has a lot of sugar content in it. Like wine has a lot of sugar content. And, and uh, I 
suspect beer has a lot of carbs, which can turn in essentially that is sugar. Carbs are become sugar inside. And it's like the way it was explained to me was that after the sort of sedating effect of alcohol has sort of oh, worn man. off, yes. then your body is like hit with this explosion of carbs and sugar, which can either disrupt your sleep or full on wake you up or give you weird dreams or nightmares or other it's a, things it's like that. It's absolutely true. And I see, I can see it in the sleep. I, I, I really see it in my heartbeat. Um, oh, like, yeah. You, know, you think about what's that line, that line from that um, police album? that Andy Summers song, I couldn't get too bad at night unless I'd had too much to drink. <laughs> and it's like, cause like, oh yeah, it's, it's got a sedative quality that can get you to sleep, but buddy, woo, it's going to kick you back. And I think you're right. I think it's, it might be the sugar component, but uh, yeah, no, I see it in, in my, in my crummy heartbeat. And then like somewhere around like two or three, like I start seeing the effects. Anyways, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, it, it feels so boring to talk about. It's almost like somebody who's quit smoking and you're like, yeah, if you quit smoking, it tastes food better and blah, blah, blah <laughs> to go on about it. But like, it, it can just have such an impact. It really does. And, and it, it is kind of, it, I think it's frustrating for a lot of people because alcohol is such an integrated part of so many social interactions and and social situations and if you go over somebody's house well we bring a bottle of wine you know like it's so integrated i'm not just talking about like the nightlife and going to bars and clubs and drinking i'm talking about even in just regular day-to-day interaction with with friends with neighbors it's it's so much a part of it and it all of a sudden and like i remember this happened for me gradually but for my wife she's at the point now where like she cannot have a, even just a glass of wine in the evening. Just my one. My wife's the same way. Like we used to be like, mm, I don't know what we were. We we're like sailors. Like we could just, <laughs> we could just do, we could just go out and have a night on the town right. and take a taxi home and you'd be like, do, do, do. But like, mm-mm, no, not anymore. Yeah. I put um, I put my two apps into the notes because I always am, if you're an Apple watch user, especially these are great. I put sleep watch and auto sleep into show notes for this episode. Dan, in as much as you're comfortable saying, where can people find Show notes for episode 424 of your back to work program. 424. That's really nice because my favorite number is four and there's a lot of fours and things that are divisible by twos in this episode. So this is a, that's boding well. It's auspicious. Is that that right in your wheelhouse? It's so there. I used to be a four man. I used to be a four man. You went to three, right? I had slight OCD as a kid. I would see patterns of four and I would walk and talk and count in patterns of four. See, that's, I'm still there. I still live in that world. Really? Yeah. Is that distracting? I mean, I can set it aside, but, yeah. you know, I devote a little time every day to it. Uh, this is going to be at 5by5.tv slash B is in brethren, two is in the number, W is in work, mm. slash 424. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some stuff. Oh, yeah. So let's mention one thing. Um, I don't know how much more there is to say about this, but... Uh, 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 my co-host Dan and I enjoy the HBO uh, program uh, Game of Thrones. I think it's a very good show. I think uh, I'm about a quarter of the way through the first book right now. Oh, cool! And uh, yeah, it's really I can see why people like that book. It's very good. Um, and uh, if you if you uh, you know you should check out the show. It's called Game of Thrones. You might like it. Uh, it's real good. It's on HBO. Streaming quality kind of bad, <laughs> but Dan and I like it. And this is the final season. There's, uh, I think, five episodes in this season, and we want to talk about it, which we sometimes do after we stop recording. But uh, this week, I, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to have an after dark 
<laughs> That's ironic. So dark. Last so dark. The very, darkest. Very dark. The darkest after dark we've uh, ever it's done. The darkest, darkest <laughs> night. It's a very, very, very dark night. And uh, so we're going to talk about that uh, after we finish this uh, primary episode, uh, the, the uh, uh, back, back to Work Actual. After that's finished, <laughs> we'll have an After Dark that is uh, full of spoilers about uh, the Game of Thrones program. So uh, for the five or six of you listening in the stream, you've been warned. And uh, and then where do people go? They they uh, they go to the five by five site, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll go there. there, and there'll be a link for the after dark episode connected to the regular episode. Uh, and if if they're listening in a podcast app or something, there's a separate feed for the back to work with after darks included, so they could check it out that way, or just go and play it on the website or whatever. Whatever it is, the people like them do. Mm-hmm. They just can do that. Yeah. Wait. Do you, I mean, I feel like I've still got a feed in my Overcast for uh you can get back to work actual yep. only yeah that i think that's a battlestar galactica reference or uh uh adama actual right yep yep all that so, so yeah, yes yes you're, you're speaking to the real uh what's his name uh randy Ra- randy ray gilmore what's his name, name? randy randy james, i think you're thinking of uh, randy quaid randy james Olmos, almost <laughs> almost famous famous oh, yes. uh cameron crowe movie that's not funny this podcast is canceled <laughs> Uh, and th- there's a, there's a feed for just, uh, the main show, but, uh, we do, uh, we do periodically have an after dark. Why am I saying this? Anyway, uh, Game of Thrones is a TV show. You might've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to call the vet. Oh, okay. Oh, Somebody tweet tweeted to me today. I think it's worth a mention on the show. Uh, his name is Dylan Bickers and he's Which is an excellent name. I like the name. He says, I got a hoagie while I was visiting Delaware and thought of Dan Benjamin and it's from Wawa is the name of the hoagie place Wawa. that he went to, which is not one I remember, but I'm sure it's excellent. And uh, congratulations to you. I feel like anyone who's eating a hoagie should tweet to me and share the hoagie that I can't get here in Texas. Oh, I, I you know what? I'm going to put a little bit of butter on that biscuit. Uh, I love hearing from people uh, who make it somehow, God love you, as we say, God bless, bless your heart. If you make it to Florida or, or similar and, and you go to Publix, and uh, if you go to Publix, let me know what you think. Yes, because it's gonna it's gonna screw you up. Yeah, you it's won't like, you won't want to go shopping anywhere else after that. It's like in nineteen hundred. Actually, it was probably two thousand. My boss said, "Hey, listen, I got a free upgrade. Upgrade. I got a free upgrade for first class. Would you like to fly first class for the first time in your life?" I said, "Yes, yes. Bring it along, please, and thank you." Ruins you for flight, mm. even if you're not a fancy lad. You just realize it doesn't have to be excruciating, and that's Publix. Publix is first class grocery. Where shopping is a pleasure. It used to be, time was, it used to be like Chick-fil-A closed on Sundays. Because God. <laughs> yes. Because life is precious and God and the Bible. I don't know if you caught that reference in road work, but, uh, but John Roderick did make a Mr. Show reference. I, I missed it. He does that all the time. And I, I, I missed stuff That's a like very that. funny episode. It's called because God is precious and God, and, and, because life is precious and God and the Bible. I feel like 50% of what he says is a reference that I've oh. missed. I I have to hear about it from Syracuse because, you know, he gives me notes and he'll let me know when I missed a reference. <laughs> Apparently, I missed a Battlestar Galactica reference in yesterday's episode. Ah. Follow up. You know, he invented that. Um, so that, if you if you go to Publix, especially if you go and get a sandwich, like, let me know what you thought. I hope it's still good. I bet oh, it's, still it's good. good. It's still good. I've been, I had it recently. Is it it still the, you think it's still the gold standard? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I to- yeah. I've told you the story about how when I, when I was visiting... 
I had visited San, your lovely uh, city, San Francisco. Yes. Um, I, maybe once or twice, once as like a uh, a work thing, and once oh, as a, a tourist. I remember this. I remember this. You were here. You were here for your startup job, and yes. everybody like wanted to go to Safeway. 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 Yes. And they're like, "Let's go." To, and and I was. I, this affected me deeply. I'm like, you don't understand. I've traveled hundreds of thousands of miles from Florida to be here. Light years. And your suggestion for a great place to go eat while I'm in San Francisco is a sandwich from Safeway. Ugh. I could, and I not not highly recommended. Just FWI. Why did they? They're like, well, we can walk there, and it's fast. I'm like, I'm Ugh. visiting from. You can Florida. walk to a sewer even <laughs> faster, but I don't know <laughs> if I'd want to really make that the heart of my dining. Yeah, mm, but I never had. Here? I never had the sandwich from Safeway, and I kind of want it. If we roll out the front door, we can get a subway. <laughs> There's so much good food in that area. You're down in, uh, what do they call off that? Second, second what Avenue. Did, yeah, what did they call that back in the day? Startup. Silicon Alley. Yeah, but, Silicon um, Alley. Startup yeah. Junction or something. something. I think that's in New York. <laughs> Union, I think Union uh, Square. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the douche strip. Central Park. Uh, Central Perk. <laughs> So we got, you know, speaking, can, can I, hmm? Central Park, uh, yeah. my, 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 uh, my daughter's not allowed to watch that show. No? No, because. Too much hanky panky? Here's the thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this don't blue in the face. You know, if we're going to get into a thing, it has to be a thing that dad likes. So we got into the office and we watch a lot of the TV show called The Office. American, I warmed up to it. And it's very, very good. And I'm into that. I'll watch me a bunch of The Office. I don't want to get into a thing because I know she can get into a thing. And I'll tell you a couple that are killing me. She'll get into a thing. And that's the thing she wants to do now. Right. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch six episodes of friends in a row, even though I'd never allow her to do that because we want her to go to MIT or whatever. Right. Um, never do that. But uh, we'll watch a bunch of office, but uh, no, but she gets into a thing. She'll get into um, like a song, like a kid's song. Like, you know, you get like a, you get like a Perry grip, you get like a, an it's raining tacos. You get an, have you heard it's raining tacos? No. Well, that's pretty much all the lyrics. It's raining tacos. Oh, okay. And, 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 and then, um, and there's another one that goes, meow, 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 and it just does that. And it's very clever. And it goes over and over or, or, or she'll want to watch, like, I like vines. I like a vine compilation. If I watch too many vine compilations over, too much time, my brain starts to unseal a little bit. It just my attention afflictions are very affected by watching hundreds of six second videos. Now I did sign up for TikTok, and and it's it's very amusing. Oh, that's very popular in Asia. Mm, hi, I, I did sign up for TikTok, and uh, it seems to be uh, like a lot of meta videos about using a phone. Uh, but it's it's still very entertaining. People make flips and stuff. I don't know if it's any Vine. Oh, yes. uh, I have a, a, a new have you team. Ever seen Cat? Have you seen Yoscat? No, I don't think so. So you don't know the reference when I do that. No. Hmm. I mean, and, am I missing it, out still? Well, I know you, you, you don't have a way probably to play this for the people, but I don't know if this is my favorite Vine, but it's got to be up there. Please, please watch Yoscat. 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 All right. It's very short. Well, I have a... a television show recommendation i do I, I also have i have a recommendation for a thing and i have a recommendation for 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 a uh, for a podcast you gonna watch oscat 
I will take have six, it se- six seconds. Six seconds. I'll, I'll, you want me to watch it right this second? <sighs> Never mind. You can watch. No, it I'm later. watching it right now. Yes, cat. Okay. What? Yeah. Is that an overdub or is that the cat itself? Yes. Yes. That's it. That's its real voice. Yeah. Yes. You want a treat? I'm going to put no, that No, that's show. not real. That's an overdub, no, I'm sure. But it works. And pretty soon you're saying yes. Um, so you've got... Did, did, oh, wait. How far in? Did you want to tell me about something that you like or did you want to go straight to the uh, the commandments? I, you know what? I We have a couple things that are really good to talk about today. And and I'll tell you about this one first. It's it's Luna mm. Display. Lu- Luna. Luna. Lu- Luna Display. Black Magic. I love this thing. It is the only hardware solution that turns your iPad into a wireless display for your Mac. And you know, I was reading, uh, I was reading an article where our, our uh, I guess I, I wouldn't really say friend of the show because I don't think he listens. But Dan Morin, Morin, uh, oh, huge fan, love he, that guy. He's a fantastic writer, and he writes mainly about Mac and iOS stuff. And uh, and he was he had an interesting post up recently where he was talking about how he's like, I know this isn't a popular thing to say, but I really want a Mac with a touch screen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel compelled to tell him about Luna Display because this is, I mean, I, this isn't even what they didn't set out. They didn't sit down one day and say, guys, we're going to solve this problem of making Macs better by letting you put your Macs display on an iPad. And by the way, we'll make it into a touchscreen that works with your pen that works. On, that's not, wasn't even their goal. It's just a side effect, but I'm obsessed with this now because I've gotten really into doing this. Finally, you can use your iPad as a super portable second display for your Mac. You're going to get stunning image quality. There's virtually zero lag and you can be at, you can be at a co-working space, a coffee shop, on an airplane, whatever. You're going to get the, your workspace with you wherever you go on your iPad. It, it, it's, it's fast. It works over existing Wi-Fi or USB when you don't have Wi-Fi. And it turns your iPad into a complete extension of your Mac. You can move Windows, but just like if you hooked up a second display to your Mac, this is what it becomes. So you can move Windows, but you can also make it your primary window. You're going to have your menu bar, your dock, all your applications. They're all happening on your Mac. You're just interacting with them on your iPad, but you get external keyboard support. You get Apple Pencil support. And best of all, you get touch interactions. It literally turns your Mac into a touchable device. And you can go and check this thing out by going to Luna Display, L-U-N-A, lunadisplay.com. And if you use the promo code back to work, one word, when you're checking out, you will get 10% off. It's this tiny little USB uh, plug. It goes into your Mac and that's basically it. You have the app on your iPad and you're good to go. I love this thing. I'm obsessed with this thing. I am. Lunadisplay.com, promo code back to work, 10% off uh just go get this thing it's gonna change your game it's, it's a, going it's, to. it's earned a special spot in in, in one of my bags nice like a, so, it has its own little um little compartment well i you know i'm a big believer in uh, bags inside bags i believe in bags in the back <laughs> and pouches within pouches yeah, i'm like i'm a regular rob rob, rob liefeld um uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't draw feet <laughs> always with the pouches um no no no, see, I, I've got a backpack, uh, an oversized backpack, backpack. I've got a very large backpack. 
from from the Tom Bin company. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little hook boy inside. And I'm a hook boy. I have this little mesh bag in which I put three, it might be four now, but like three essential things that I'm going to probably need. It's got the uh, little translator for charging a first generation Apple Pencil. It's got, you know what I mean? A little thing that like is female to female lightning. I don't know if that's politically correct, but yeah. <laughs> so basically, so you can lightning charge your uh, Apple Pencil. I have a dingus to go from lightning to uh, to audio, you know, to be able to like translate that. Yeah. And and now I've got a, I've got a, I got my Luna display in there. It's earned a spot. It's earned a spot. That. It's been a, like upgrade. How is there a level above okay. that? Like something reserved for. Things that are well. You, now you're getting into pocket territory, and that's mm-hmm. some rare air. Mm. That is, I got, I got four pockets, and, and they all have bespoke purposes. My back left pocket is from a wallet. Mm-hmm. My, my front right is for where I put my AirPods and my and my two keys, and then my left pocket is where I put my information phone. Back right still open, but you know I like to leave it open. Some people leave a row at the bottom of their iPhone uh, to put extra icons or just just for uh, some kind of OCD reason. I keep my right, my right back pocket is for Elijah <laughs> in case he ever shows up. Yes. Come on in, buddy. I, do you ever, are you ever, oh, thanks very much to Lunar Display for making Luna, this show Luna possible. Display. Oh, jeez. Do you ever get paranoid about, like, if your phone is in your, uh, up against your uh, butt cheek, that mm-hmm. that could give it cancer, the butt cheek? Um, so like a, uh, butt carcinoma kind of thing. Yeah. Something like that. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they say the phones do that and it's like, if it's up there like all day, not non Hodgkin's phone, but do you no, think no, you sh- it's don't. worth swapping no, I... from like left side to right side every other day or something? Oh, to so keep you it... get, get even, even cancer. Yeah, well, you're I, no, reducing. I, don't. The... I honestly, I honestly super don't. Um, <clears throat> maybe I should, I mainly just don't want it to get like dinged, you know? Yes. But you know, <clears throat> Beg your pardon. I still have some uh, old habits die hard, and even though I use wireless uh, ear devices now, I still I still put it in bottom up because I got so habituated to doing that. So the cable could be easily now cable. That's another Rob Liefeld character. He has a lot of pouches. <laughs> yes, he, yes, he not does. as many as Deadpool. Maybe not as much as Scott Summers. If we did a, a, a pouch pool, we <laughs> we could determine who had the most pouches. And the answer is everyone had pouches. I don't think Domino had pouches. He, he invented Domino. What was the thinking Domino. of pouches anyway? I think he liked drawing pouches. Like when I doodle, just doodle, straight doodle, like doodle, doodle, doodle. When I doodle, I make little, I make little, little circles of different sizes that touch each other a little bit. And I make patterns out of the circles. I don't doodle a lot, but when I doodle, I make some circles. I think when he doodles, he, he makes like a uh, foreshortened rectilinear thing. And he goes, hey, that could be a pouch. A pouch, yeah. Um, on my Merc with a mouth, I think is what he probably thought. <laughs> I can't speak for the man. Right. But the boy, that Captain America is not good. You ever seen that Captain America? We talked about this, right? Yeah, we talked about Remember this. Remember Captain America? Mm-hmm. Rob? Leifeld? Captain? I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't- It's bl- the I first, bl- when I type Rob Liefeld into my Google search, the second, after just his name, the second one is Captain America. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I think it's a it's a wonderful age show art. I, I, it's a wonderful age of self publishing where we no longer need the gatekeepers and and you know Hakuna Matata. I'm, uh-huh. I'm glad we've gotten to a place where people can just get their stuff out there. But like anybody who who's a, who's, a, who's a good writer, for example, benefits from an editor. 
It's an editor. It could be, it could be a reader. Now, why is his star like that? Is that supposed to be centered? Why is it over his boob? It's weird. I, it's so Ugh. you can, it's so you, you can he see would benefit it. from somebody going you, <laughs> to paraphrase, to paraphrase my brother, my brother and me that, you know, that's not how bodies do like that. What are you? <laughs> Greg Land had the courtesy to trace. Oh, close your mouth, Pamela. Uh, close the mouth. Mm. What are you saying? Oh, dear. What do we got here? Oh, oh, what is happening? <laughs> showing... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Who put a nipple on Steve? Well, you get to wonder what's going on under the suit, you know? Sure. I, that's really the human condition. Uh, so I've got some recommendations. You got some recommendations. Tell me what you're, uh, what you're commending. Well, this is one that I started watching by accident. Um, I was watching the really, really entertaining to, and I don't, first of all, let me say, mm-hmm. I don't care about cars. I'm not interested what? in cars. Oh, please. You care about cars. I don't, don't talk crazy talk. I have a car that mm-hmm. I drive and I care about that, but like, I don't think about cars. I don't look at them and think I want that car. They don't like come car. up in your mind. Never. And if, mm-hmm. if, if a cool car goes by, I might think, yeah, that's a cool car. And then it, I'm back to thinking about whatever stupid code or whatever I was thinking about. The point is I'm not like into cars. I'm not a car guy. I don't watch car shows. I've never right. seen one. You're and not I'm, like a Top Gear guy? No, I've never seen an episode of Top Gear. I understand it's a lot of fun and that the people are 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 funny and it's exciting and I might watch it. But like just on the surface, that does not interest me very much. And like I never had, like I never grew up having like a poster of a car on my wall unless it had Christy Brinkley uh, mm-hmm. in it. Um, so I was quite surprised to see so many people talking of, and if this is not my recommendation, so many mm. people talking about that formula one, uh, show on Netflix. Um, but it was really, really good. And I, I decided to give it a shot and it, it was well worth it. Just the cinematography of it and the, 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 it's a very, very interesting, I had no idea what the sport was about or what any of racing even meant. And meanwhile, we've got this F1 track right here in Austin and like I could go see it. And I said, all right, I will watch this. And I'm very glad I did, but that's not my recommendation. Ooh, took it and turned it. When that show ended, you know how Netflix is want to show you another show afterwards to entice yeah, you? want for sure. Why would I want to be able to go in and see the, the show that I was watching last right, night? Show me something different. And... Well, what they show showed me, all, me was show this, me all the things. this one called Street Food. Oh, that's showing up as a big banner for me right yeah, now. Yeah, it's really, I just started watching it simply due to a lack of movement. I just didn't move after F1 was done and I continued looking at the screen and a new thing came up that then <laughs> I was watching that. And mm-hmm. it was great. It was really great. And and so I'm only a couple episodes in of this street food show, but it's wonderful. They take uh, they take time with people, and it it seems mainly to be happening in Asian uh, countries so far. They the first one is that's that's a continent with some pretty good street food. Yeah. So it starts out in Thailand. Then there's one in Japan. Then they've got one in India. Then I'm watching the Indonesia one now. And up uh, coming up next, we've got uh, Taiwan. We've got Seoul, wow. South Korea. But they focus on an individual who is very well known 
for the street food in their country. They're like, they're like the rock star person. And it talks about their story and their childhood and how they came to do it. And the cinematography is great. And it just makes you want to eat this food and like go to the country and like, it's awesome. It's great. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend Mm. it. That's good. That's very good. You know, that's mine. I I just put a, uh, a, 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 um, YouTube video that my daughter uh, calls upon us to watch on a regular basis is a, um, a fairly recent episode of Saturday Night Live with um, Claire Foy, and they do a they do a funny Netflix commercial that that kind of plays on their whole like we bought everything we're making all the shows yeah and it's it's very funny that's in show notes okay cool uh, I like Claire Foy um, what was I gonna say oh I wanted to um, I wanted to commend a friend of the show uh, Marco Arment who makes the Overcast uh, app. You probably can guess what it is that I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Marco has, has, well, you know, Marco's a heck of a guy. He does some interesting stuff. One thing that's interesting about Marco, I, one of the many things is that like he tends to like be kind of parsimonious about not shoveling weird features that everybody asks for. You know, like, meh. I want a way to listen at the uh, 35x speed and get a transcript, <laughs> and I want about video and beep a doop boop boop. He he had stuff that he that he would like, and that would be really useful. And I think that is part of what makes that app so great and so bespoke. It's got personality. But he just recently added something that's so cool. For a long time, he's had this uh, timestamp feature. I don't know if you do that with uh, with with your uh, podcast stuff, but. There's, you know, various services have a way to say send somebody to this podcast, usually on a website. And listen to it from this point. And I've been using that for a long time. It's real handy. But he just introduced this uh, feature where you can go in in the Overcast app and identify a clip of up to one minute. And the way he does it is so interesting. You basically pick, you, you, it's got little little grabbers. What do they call that? Little sliders. The um, So you can scrub and like scrub. And you can find the area that you want in your one minute or less video. And then it like basically generates a movie. And because it's iOS only, it generates a video that you then save to your photos app. And then you can post somewhere. Do you want it to be um, <laughs> landscape? Do you want it to be portrait? Do you right. want it to be square? And uh, I, I, uh, on the, I mean, number two, because it's always two things with me. Like number two, it's been so fun to like see how people use this and pick out favorite bits. I recently picked out something from uh, your hypercritical program. Textbook, textbook, like classic <laughs> moments. Textbook ad hominem attack. Yes textbook and uh but it's uh so it's fun second it's fun to see how people use it. but first what a great feature and a neat idea for introducing people or reminding people like why you love a certain show and sometimes there are certain moments that re- i know there for me there are moments and yes other people's podcasts that really shine for me and uh, i just thought that was such a neat idea i don't know if it's going to revolutionize the podcast market and make all these terrible apps and services and startups be less terrible. But you know, for those of us who are the true believers in the old style, like it works. It just works with like old RSS and you just put it up. And I just want to mention that because podcasts are good. Podcasts are good. And Marco, Marco does something that, um, that I try to do and that I think every good developer tries to do. And it's probably one of the hardest things to do as a developer who's making software that a lot of people are using. And, and I think it's, maybe the hardest thing about software development in general. And that is saying no. Yes. You know, somebody suggests something and you, 
You know, and I get this all the time with Fireside. I have a whole, um, on. I use GitHub. It's not the best tool for what I'm about to describe, but I mean, it's great for source code repositories and things like that, but they, they have a, they have an issues feature, which is you can go in and, and people can say, I ran into this problem and it allows you to sort of chat with the person. And I'm using it in a way it's probably not really intended for, which is a way for people to suggest new features because I don't, mm-hmm. I, I haven't, if there is other software out there that's like a public place for people to suggest new features, I, I should I should switch to that. But so far, I've just been using GitHub for it, and it's okay. But there are so many really, really great suggestions that Fireside customers are are asking for. Things that, in some cases, I'll say, oh, yeah, that obviously, we've, we've got to build that. And then there's mm-hmm. other ones that I'm like, that's a really cool feature, but for reasons X, Y, or Z, I, I can't yes. do it or I won't do it or it's not right or whatever. And, and like, I really hate it because here's a customer who's paying money mm-hmm. and they're saying, I, it would really improve my life if I had this feature. And I have to say, I totally hear you. And the answer is no. And here's why I'm not going to do it. But like, that's really hard but to he, do. Each it one really of those sucks. People is in, in, I mean, like the thing we all forget, not forget, maybe oh, something that I forget that we must always remember is that, you know, every person who does that is an individual who does not have your awareness of, in this case, what other people want, let alone what's possible or feasible, let alone your decision making mm. for how you got to where you are. And it, it's, I mean, just to jump, jump to the chase a little bit, it's difficult to roll without some kind of automation. It's hard to roll out a way of explaining why you're not doing something. I mean, believe me, it's something I think about a lot. The the constant calls to explain why you don't do a given thing. It's, I mean, how do I even explain that? But I, th- that's really difficult. But it's also like, it's also like you have to know your own constraints. You have to know like what, if, if ideally you know what makes your thing special. Like for my daughter's lunch, when she takes, gets, takes her, she packs her lunch every day. Well, my wife, my wonderful wife lovingly packs her lunch every day. And the utensil that we have in there is this little like titanium spork. And it's, it's this impossibly light, easy to clean metal utensil that's got a broad spoon-like part and then like a surprisingly durable but not deadly pointy part for a fork. And on top of it, yes, it does have a bottle opener on the end that she doesn't need. Okay, now what is it that makes that what it is? It's the materials, it's the design, it's the construction, and it's the 10,000 things that that thing doesn't have. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a clock or a calculator, right? <laughs> and it, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it doesn't have a Fabergé egg that can't go in the dishwasher. Like what makes that thing valuable? I realize this is way oversimplified, but sometimes what makes an app bespoke and special and to show personality is the decision-making. Is it true for services? Is it true for anything? Yeah. Like sometimes you're not being a Grinch about it. Sometimes you're saying... Like you look at the studio neat guys and what the kind of like amazing weird stuff they come up with. I'm like, I got to explain to my wife, I just got something in the mail from the people who made our weird ice cube maker in my iPhone stand. She's like, are you okay? Like <laughs> what they gave you a bag for what, what is happening? You they give you an ice crushing bag and a mallet. Are you okay? And I'm like, no, they just know how to make the thing that they want to make and keep it special. And that's difficult to do because everybody has their reasons for wanting stuff. Right. And you don't want to sound like a Grinch for saying like, I mean, we're not even getting into what Apple won't let you do. There's all kinds of, I mean, not to make this the Marco show, but like, you know, there's all kinds of stuff he'd love to do with Siri intentions. There's all kinds of things that he'd love to be able to do with syncing to the watch. 
I mean, he's incredibly limited by what his development tools and that service will allow him to do. Right. And it looks like his app's not doing a thing because he's a meanie. Yeah. Well, that other app does this. So why aren't you doing it? Well, oh yeah. Somebody else has found a way to slip in a third party uh, SDK or <laughs> right, like, right. you know, weird Facebook integration. It's like, you know, I think very famously a while back, I think he, you would know how to describe this better than me, but he's one of the first people I saw who said like, I'm not going to use any like third party integrations. Cause if, if I, <laughs> if I don't understand it and know what it does or can do, like, I don't want it on your phone. Right. So anyhow, uh, uh put in a plug, uh, for your, for your other company. Oh, uh, fireside.fm. It is a podcast hosting and analytics platform that I've been running for a, almost two years now. I th- Good pitch. Thing. Good pitch. Woo. And you really uh, boiled it down. Good job, buddy. I, uh, I, I work very hard on it. And I would, if you're, if you have a podcast, go give it a shot. And, um, I, I'll put a, I'll put a promo code in the show notes. Oh, no, you don't need to do that. I'll do 20% off for three months. And the promo code Are will- Are you even kidding me? No. You're going to do that. And the promo code will be- mm-hmm. It's your show- Dragonglass. Dra- I'll just do Dragonglass. That's the promo mm-hmm. code. So the Dragonglass, prom- one word. Dragonglass for 20% off, off the for three one, months. Leave off the one word part, but it's one word. It is one word. <laughs> so I'm going to put that in there. It's yahoo.com spelled out. <laughs> um, sorry, that's a very old funny bit. Do you remember that? Do you remember the McSweeney's um, list of emails? It'd be a pain to say over the phone. Mm, remind me. Mm, McSweeney. I, my favorite is the SNL skit back when the internet was new, where they were, they, they, this was this old financial institution, this old banking company. Oh, I love that. that was was cur- for, for change? I think so. And they were, well, they one were- One for change. And there's another one where they like intensely explain where the money goes. Like it goes into the vault. Oh, no, I love that one. No, no, it's, that's, that's gotta be one of my favorite ones. And they're like, uh, talking about the, the, the vault and how the, yeah. the money will be in the vault. And they're all very serious. And then they say <laughs> some sort of racist thing and the other people kind of look out of the corner there. Uh, no, this is the one where they run out of there said all the good domains are taken basically. So this old banking financial institutions only option for a domain is clown penis dot fart. So anyway, um, that's funny. Yeah. I'll put the fireside uh, promo code in here. Mike underscore ward, all one word at yahoo.com, but all one word is spelled out. (laughs) <laughs> Mike at yahoo.com at hotmail.com. I love it. This is it. a very funny joke in 2004. Yes. It's in notes. My, um, my recommendations real quick. I was just listening to this podcast this morning. Um, it is, um, it's called against the rules oh. against the rules with rules. Michael Lewis. L- and uh, he's the author of rules. He's the author of, uh, such books as Moneyball, the big short, um, what's it called? The fifth risk. Like he's, he's, he's that guy. He's great. Um, Moneyball, great movie, big short, great movie. And he, uh, he wrote the books uh, upon which those are based. And he has a new podcast called Against the Rules. And uh, it has, I think, almost inarguably, literally the worst show art I've ever seen in my life. Um, and, and believe me, I've made some bad show art. I mm. mean, I'm, I'm living with some bad show art. I, I'm, for Roderick on the Line, I'm living with a cell phone picture from, I think, 2004. 
Like that's bad. Ah. There's a we 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 we've gotten offers to be featured on iTunes and, and they're like send us the high quality version. I'm yeah. like, buddy, you're looking at it. And they're like, well, <laughs> good luck. Right. Uh, terrible, terrible show art, but the show's good. And the basic premise of the show is the decline, the, the decline of refs in our culture. That basically we 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 uh, and just from all different angles. The very first episode is basically about refs in basketball. Like, how come Michael Jordan got so few fouls called on him? You know, mm. when he's obviously traveling, but he does this, his great shot or whatever. And it's just all about like this. This week, it's talking about what's the episode called this week? I just listened to it this morning. But it's about like basically refs, uh, like a guy who becomes an umpire. It's not all about sports. So there's a guy who becomes an um, like it's a long story. But they talk to the guy, the famous guy who's done all of uh, so many of the very famous uh, settlements and arbitration for stuff like 9-11, for stuff like like deciding who gets money after a thing. And it's just so interesting to hear like what goes into people who who work the refs. Uh, people who just don't acknowledge the refs, how power works. And I just recommend it. Check out the show art. It's pretty great. Against the Rules uh, with Michael Lewis. Available on your podcast player. Oh, oh and also I just slipped in a, um, uh, he's also on Chris Hayes' podcast today. And that's called Breaking Government with Michael Lewis. Lewis. Anyway, it's not, you know, overtly political. It's not overtly sports at all. It's just, uh, it's just real interesting. It opens with an anecdote about King Solomon. And I bet you can guess which one, you know. Cut, cut I don't think the, there's that many Solomon anecdotes. It's got to be the cut, cut in the baby one. Somebody brought in a sub and they said, they said, this is my sub. Her sub is dead. Why did she steal, steal my <laughs> sub away from me? Right. And he said, and he says to them, he says, come in, sword band, come in. And you, you cut this hoagie in half mm -hmm. and you give half to each woman. Mm -mm. And then one woman says, in order for this hoagie to live, give it to the other one. And, and then uh, he was very new in his reign at the time. And he became famous as the man who was willing to slice a, a, slice a sub uh, in order to uh, cause justice to happen. Now, the thing is, one of the people, you know, you should listen to the podcast. It's very good. Michael Lewis. What did I have anything else? I think we can get to our uh, what I'll call uh, a main topic. Okay. Do you want to talk about one more thing you like? Yeah, let me tell you about Away. Oh, they have a cool new. Is this the Away that I know about that makes the smart bags? Yes, and mm. so they this company it was founded by uh, two two friends in New York. They were JFK. They were had, had dead phones. They had delayed flights. And they realized, wouldn't it be amazing? Because they were looking around for power adapters they, or plugs. They couldn't find anywhere to plug in. It was all hogged up. And they said, what if our, like, our carry-ons could charge our phones? Like, what if they had built-in batteries in there and chargers that could charge stuff? And that's how the whole thing began. And they create special objects now. Not just, <laughs> not just carry-ons, but special objects. Special they're, objects. They're designed... To be resilient, resourceful. Can, can and Melisandre set it on fire? If she repeats the same phrase 50 or 60 times. That's right. Then your suitcase is on fire. It's just on fire. So no, I think it would so not, mad. it will not burn. I'm not, they didn't, this isn't in the text, but I'm going to say it's not, uh, it's not going to burn. Because they got the, uh, what, they got like German plastic? What they was have, it made out of? They have a high impact outside? A, a German polycarbonate. It's which made is from, from dragon plastic unrivaled it is the dragon glass of the <laughs> luggage world <laughs> and it is unrivaled and it's vibranium 
for those oh, of you who haven't sure. seen for those who haven't seen Game of Thrones, it is made of vibranium. Okay. For okay. the rest of us, right. it's German polycarbonate. And okay. unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, like vibranium. And it's very lightweight, like vibranium. The interior mm. features uh, features a patent For legal reasons, we can't say that it is vibranium. Well, what is vibranium anyway? Really, really, it's a un- unobtained knee out. Right. Book. Yeah, it's, a, it's nice, it's nice. And you know, what's, you know what else is nice? You said, you said it right, which is that they have the built-in uh, battery. But you know what's nice about it? What? Is like in the time since they made their built... No, the built-in battery they had was removable with the screwdriver. That's the model I have. I, I'd love to get an update, but the one I've got had that little screw in it a few years back. But now today, they know the uh, the laws have changed, uh, yes. as uh, the new pornographers say. The, uh-huh. the laws have changed, and now... Uh, you, they got all different kinds of rules, different airlines. Can you have this battery there? And the man at the counter is going to say, do you, do you have any, uh, any batteries in here? It just pops out now. It just pops right out and you can put it where it needs to go. Or you can leave it at home if that's the case. It's yeah, just if you're it's worried so about it. handy. You can go and charge it on your own dingus if you want. You know what I'm so saying? So the, the charger will charge uh, your iPhone five times just to give you, because mm. people say, oh, well, is it enough? That also means you could charge five iPhones. It doesn't that's have to be the MAHs. same phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And so um so it, it it also has a TSA approved combo lock built into it, which is nice because my children steal the combo locks and then deny that they have them also my um 7-year-old ate a rock. <laughs> we can talk about that because later. Because your children are Gollum. Yes. Or maybe they're Smaug. Maybe maybe they reside on, on a hillock of, it, of uh, stolen TSA locks. It has the laundry bag that keeps your clean clothes separate from the dirty clothes. It My requirement, which is a tip that I learned from you, is that it has the 360 degree spinner wheels, which is Love the best it. thing ever. You'll never look back. And they have a 100 day trial so you can, you can live with it. You can travel with it. This isn't like a 100 day trial for you to like look at it. This is like, take it on the trip with you. Try it. And you're if allowed, you don't you're like, allowed it, to, like use it. You're allowed to use it? Yeah. Full refund <laughs> if you don't like it anytime within that 100 day trial. And, uh, and here's this thing they have, they have expanded now into doing other kinds of bags, not just carry on bags and suitcases, but other kinds of bags. And so I got one of these, the one that I got is they make a backpack too, but I wanted to get this one. They call it the everywhere bag. So Mm. this is it. You could, if you're going on a shorter trip, you could use just this. It's like a, I don't want to call it a duffel bag because that, that it's not giving it enough uh, credit if I call it a mm-hmm. duffel bag, but it is a travel bag. You can take everywhere. I've been using it because on the days that I go to the gym and I, I have to, you know, I'm not getting ready in my house. I'm getting ready there so I can put my clothes and everything in there. And it has a built-in laptop compartment on it, which is amazing. Whoa. And it's very lightweight. It's very resilient. It, it, I actually tested it because we were having this torrential rainstorm a week ago and I totally got caught in it and the water just rolled right off this thing like a duck. Whoa. They should call it the duck bag, duck bag, but they don't. Hmm. And That's a freebie. They can have that. I don't care what they do with it. They you can, can have, have as many of these as you want. I'm looking at the photographs of the, of the, of the duck bag, the day pack. And, and you can you can have two bags if you want. You can have as many of these as you want. That's right. And the, well, the everywhere bag has two handles. It's got the shoulder. It looks thing. like a doctor bag a little bit. <laughs> great. It's Ooh, just great. I'm handsome. loving this thing. This I th- literally after I use this, I threw my old duffel bag into the donation pile, and I haven't thought looked back. I haven't thought about it twice. So these things are there, wow. different colors. So anyway, you, everywhere bag does it have an umbrella hole? Am I seeing that right? Yeah, and the bottom has an umbrella hole. You slide it's got your an umbrella wet hole. It's got like a umbrella it's got, a, it's got a bumper shoot nook. 
It's got huh. it all. It's got everything. It's got the laptop thing. It's got the umbrella thing. It's got everything. It's great. And uh, you're going to you're gonna like this. Any, uh, anyway, you need to go to Away Travel, A-W-A-Y, awaytravel.com slash back to work. Awaytravel.com slash back to work. You go there and you use the promo code back to work and you'll get 20 bucks off a suitcase when you go there. So go check it out. 20 bucks off a suitcase, awaytravel.com slash back to work. Back to work is a promo code to use. And thanks very much to Away for making this program possible. Merlin Xavier Mann. Thank you, Away. Buck, buck. Boy, it gets in your head, doesn't it? It really does. Children's music. Um, we, um, you know, I prepared a little bit for this, and yet I don't actually feel that prepared. I just loved this email and wanted to talk about it. Um, may I read the, uh, the note from our listener? Yes. This is uh, listener Yearn. It's a very cool name. Now, if you see it spelled out, it's got a diuresis over the O. It's J-O-R-N. But he was kind enough to let us know it's pronounced Yearn, which is an awesome name. Um, Listener Yearn writes to say, Lately, I've been thinking a lot about a quote that Merlin said in reaction to the election of the current U.S. president. Quote, I have to control a small area right now. Uh, Unquote. I am a longtime sufferer from depression and random bouts of anxiety. And this quote resonated with me deeply. Uh, further, whenever my brain is being unhelpful and catastrophizes about unlikely scenarios, hello, me, uh, I try to, that was me, I'm, I'm, that's, that's a parenthetical because I do that. I try to bring my mind back to the present and find something I can influence. I have noticed, for example, that tidying up my space or cleaning up random countertops is one of the most potent things I can do to immediately influence my mental health. No hyperbole, totes agree. Again, me. Uh, other examples could take out the trash. Deedly, deedly. I was wondering if uh, bringing this quote up again would be helpful to other listeners and would be delighted to hear you talk about it some more. Signed, Yearn. I don't know if you remember this, but I, I do. It's that, very good I email. Think he, I think he's, uh, yeah, it's a great email. But, and I think I think he's right. I, th- I think what happened was uh, after the, uh, the 2016 election, I kind of went like this. Ah, I kind of went, my whole, my, whole, my whole body went, ah. Ah. Like, ah. like that. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, and later on it became, ah. But like at first it was like, ah, it's sort of like, I don't know. You see like a roach riding a rat and you're like, whoa, what? That, <laughs> so, what? How do- a roach riding a rat. Yeah. It's like, it's like the scorpion and the frog, but mm. like they get along and now they have skills. You know what I mean? Uh, like a lone wolf and cub situation. I don't mm. know, but they're getting along fine. And it's, I'm, I'm, they're just walking around like that's normal. And I'm all like, ah. So yeah. And I, I do recall saying, because it's something I say and something I think, which is, I just need to control a small area right now. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about why that is, what that is. And um, to me, some of the, how does one say, therapeutic benefits of controlling a small area. N- not not just for the obvious reasons, but sometimes for the potentially unobvious reasons. Probably as a way to explain why one, meaning me, I am one, why one does that, but like also like what it can be useful for. And uh, yeah, I just want to talk about that. Yeah, I would love to hear about that. And I, should we define what a small area is? I mean, how big is a small area? How small is small? I think the small area is important. This this is so in my wheelhouse for like, I don't know, a handful of different things. But um, I mean, okay, so we could define a small area, but but basically what I, the, the, the part of the small area that is valuable to me is like sometimes, I don't know, sometimes when, when one is feeling um, sort of like emotionally unmoored, like if you're feeling mentally or emotionally disordered or overwhelmed, I think a lot of people 
get this feeling of like, I just need to go like do a thing with my hands. Right. Maybe like, you know, like if you're feeling fretful or you're feeling a little bit, you know, like fraught about a situation, I don't think it's unusual. I mean, another pivot is, I mean, this is going to sound really random, but like how many people have you met who like after they get over uh, a painful breakup from like a long relationship, right. like cut their hair or mm-hmm. dye their hair. Mm-hmm. Like I knew a lot of women in college who would do that. It was like, was this like, okay, you know, fresh start doing a new thing. I don't know the exact reason why, but I would see it. And it's like, you just like took a step to do a thing that marks your agency. I feel like is one way to say it. Like I need a way to reclaim some of my agency and to be able to, uh, to control something. Now, of course, there's a million ways a psychologist would tell you this can get pretty dark. Like, be careful if you make food your thing that you control. Ah. But um, no, but I, I, I do feel like when we're feeling emotionally or mentally, intellectually overwhelmed, sometimes you just need to sharpen a pencil. Sometimes you just need to take out the trash and maybe sometimes you need to just look at your desk and go, I need to improve the desk area. Like not because it's going to change the world or like uh, have an impact on an election that's already done, but just because I need to exercise some agency right now. So it does have a, you know, a somewhat therapeutic benefit of giving you something to do when you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's a potentially, I think, very positive thing to do. I mean, it's not like going out and doing a ton of shots. Um, I mean, nothing against that, but like, I I do feel like it's a way to cause yourself to take a step out of whatever state you're in right now and do a thing. And sometimes, I mean, I've known a lot of people who don't have like, according to Hoyle OCD, who still would, every time they got fretful or stressed out, they'd clean. Some people really like to clean when they're feeling a little bit at odds. So that's my sort of preamble to this is like, like how you get here is um, sometimes you just need to control a small area. Yeah. Does that, does that resonate at all with you? Yeah, do, definitely Do you ever feel does. anything like this? I yeah. Mean, yeah. You're, you're a pretty, you strike me as a very tidy guy. And when I see uh, photographs of your various environments, they always strike me as being like very tidy, well organized. But do you ever, do you ever just need, need to go uh, do something like this? Oh, definitely. I think I, and, and it's weird because I've never really thought about, why? And I, I would need to pay more attention to see if I'm doing it as a, if I can directly correlate how I'm feeling to why I started doing that. But there are definitely times where something will happen and then I'll find that like, well, I've just spent the last 30 minutes like reorganizing this this crap in the office or the shelf or the desk or whatever. And it, that mm-hmm. seems to really help. And that's the weird thing is it it seems to really help, even though... For me, there isn't a lot of stuff that's out of place. You know, like I've visited friends' offices and cubes and <laughs> things like that. And like they got stacks of things and piles of things. And, yeah, you know, but in generally speaking, I, uh, un- unless I've got a whole lot going on, I will, I try to like put things away when I'm done using them and not have too many projects going on at once so that there's different piles. And I'm, I'm describing most of my life until I was in my thirties where I was notoriously 
bad at leaving piles of stuff around. Well, this is a stack of this stuff. And here's a <laughs> bunch of other things. And it's because I, it's not that I wasn't finishing what I started. It's just, I was starting something else before I was finishing the other thing that I had started. <laughs> and right, you haven't, you haven't put away your tools. In that's right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and not only does or, that. Or for that matter, the, uh, the plastic straw from your protein drink. Right. And I have. Somehow that ends up everywhere. Just saying. Too many things are on my desk right now. And there's not a lot on my desk, but just there's a few different things. I always think back to my friend, Paul. He owned a house early. Like he was in his early 20s and single and bought a a home and like worked on it and fixed it up and everything else. And he was the only person that I knew at that time that owned a home, especially odd because he was a single, you know, he was a bachelor and, and this was just most of the guys that I knew at that time, they just had, you know, had an apartment or they had an apartment with a couple roommates in it, or they rented a house. He was like, owned his home. And that thing was, everything was in its place. Everything was organized. Everything was exactly where it needed to be. And everything had a place. And mm-hmm. part of that was possible because he had a whole house. The other part of it was he wasn't cohabitating with anyone who maybe would disagree about where oh, to put so that it was, thing. It was really, it was his area to control. The full thing was his area to control, not just mm-hmm. a little part of it. But I feel like there is something to that, that controlling a small area yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, like, it's like a thing. It's like, that's my like space to do the thing with. Yeah, you know? and I'm like, I'm, I'm torn between like delving more into the sort of like the psychology of this and like the practical application of this. But, you know, I, I mean, I guess I feel like, okay, so so for example, in uh, in the wonderful book, uh, Getting Things Done uh, by David Allen, copyright David Co. 2001, you know, he, he talks about this. And I, I think he said this actually uh, when I had the wonderful opportunity to interview him is uh, talking about procrastination. And like, again, I think he might've specifically said something about sharpening pencils. I think his line in general, now here I'm talking about, you know, productivity and work and that kind of thing. He says, he says, it isn't that you shouldn't procrastinate. It's just that if you are working something like a GTD system, believe it or not, you, um, you will always have something good to procrastinate with. Even if you can't immediately put your hands around the thing right. you're procrastinating about. Right. There's actually a guy at Stanford that had a kind of famous uh, mid-aughts idea called structured procrastination, where he always puts an incredibly high priority thing at the top and then does everything else. And it makes him incredibly productive. But no, so in that case, like- I, Wait, you know, wait, I wait, 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 go explain that to me. Cause that's, I Well, I it's, like a lot, that. it's a lot to get into. And it's a little bit of a, of a I don't want to say a one trick pony, but you know, he's this guy who's like, the last thing that I want to do right now. And the thing that I need to do the most- is grade these papers. And I really, really don't want to do that. So in his notional or actual to-do list, he puts grade papers at the top and then he lovingly fills it in with all the other stuff that's not grading papers. Why? Because in a classic model of procrastination, the thing that can make procrastination so toxic is you feel uh, like until you do the thing you feel terrible about, you're not allowed to do anything else. You're not even allowed to think about anything else. I mean, that's how this show started, Dan. There was yeah. a big project that I was sucking on and I needed to be working on something else. And that's how this show started. Other thing didn't go so great. But the but but in that instance, I think what he's talking about makes a lot of sense, which is like, okay, so you hate this thing that you won't or can't do anything about right now. Or like, are you feel you're feeling a lot of emotional, emotional valence about, which is like grading papers, and you suck because you didn't grade these yet. You're, you're a freaking professor at Stanford. Do your job, sir. Grade the papers. 
But like, what if you said, okay, this is the absolute most important thing that I have to do and that I feel really bad about, and I'm going to make that my quote unquote top priority. But like, what if I also gave myself permission to do a lot of other things, like for the sake of argument, like, wow, you just, I mean, setting aside that that might take some of that emotional valence out or make it seem so, so absurd, you just get started with it. But no, you've given yourself permission like to open up the Kanban and just dump in a bunch of stuff that's been sitting in a trough because you feel bad about the other thing you're not doing. I mean, it's a little bit of a mind trick, but I, but I see where he's going with it. But in this instance, like when we talk about stuff, like when I mentioned things like, you know, uh, this sort of a, a mental or emotional feeling of mental or like a, emotional fraughtness, um, I, sometimes you can't address that thing. Right. Like sometimes, you know, there's not anything you can do about it. If it's an anxiety producing thing, like you may not be able to do anything about that. And then, so, I mean, it's a little bit of a hack where you would say, well, what if I transfer that desire? And this is just one example of how this could work. But what if I were for the sake of argument to say, I'm going to transfer that, um, so over here, I'm feeling very uh, frustrated about this thing that I'm having trouble with and how am I going to do this? Like, what's up with that? And instead, I'm going to focus that at this particular drawer that I feel very emotional about. <laughs> like, in my case, I have three, we have three drawers that contain all the utensils. And there's this one drawer, which is a big drawer in the kitchen island that's full of stabby things. And I will frequently go through and comb out all the things that are stabby that we don't need. Mm -hmm. And then there's this other one here, which is all, all the stuff like tongs and it's all the stuff like it's scissors, it's uh, spatulas, right? So there's like these five things that we use every day. And then all the other stuff, the bamboo skewers that are in the back, the little pigs with little pokey parts that we use again, again with the poking <laughs> that we use for corn on the cob. <laughs> and like, what if I took, 10 stupid minutes in my life to pull out that dumb drawer, dump everything out and like put back in only the stuff that I know we use every day and then make a decision about the rest about, is this something that I can throw out or is this something that I could organize better? Like, like I say, never organize anything you should throw away. Right. That, that's, a, I mean, think about that though. You've now redirected that energy that started as a negative energy into right, something positive. Right. Does it fix the thing that you're flustered about? It does not. I mean, I can't change who gets to live in the White House, but but I sure as heck can clean off my desk and make it a way that I, that I want. And, and you know, you, you could like you could turn this into something more. Um, you know, you could you could tag your MP3s. Like that's probably not the best thing, right? Because it would be nice to actually channel this into something that would be a valuable thing. Now I've controlled a small area, and I have reminded myself that I do have agency and I do have executive function to direct my attention and my actions at something that can be done. Now, now, do I get a ribbon for cleaning out a drawer? No, I do not get a ribbon. Nobody even needs to know that I did it, but I know I did it. And that's, that's a positive you know, improvement uh, in your environment and a, just a good way to remember that you do have agency to do stuff, even if you can't fix the thing that's on your mind right this second for whatever reason, whether that's life happenstance or a procrastination, there's all this other stuff you could do. And I think that controlling of a small area, while it can certainly go too far, just cleaning out that little bastic where I put the stuff that goes in my pockets makes me happy. I take out the change that doesn't belong there. I move out the pocket knife that belongs somewhere else, whatever it is, 
and now I've controlled a small area. It sounds nuts, but like next time you find yourself in a situation like that, consider readjusting your attention and your action toward a small area that, that, uh, that you can control. That's, that's the idea. I love that. I was trying to find some, um, I was Googling around for something I could use as a quote. And like, I was trying to find something between like dead, obvious life hack blogs and like, you know, actual scholarship with an abstract. But, um, I did find this one article. It's a little bit more toward the life hacks part, but anyway, it's uh, it's from something, uh, like a vice thing called tonic and it's called why cleaning makes some people feel less anxious. Right. And I like this quote. Uh, dot, dot, dot. There could be a few explanations for why cleanliness translates to lower levels of stress and anxiety for you, says Darby Saxby, which is a great name, an assistant professor of psychology at uh, USC, uh, quoting, cleaning gives people a sense of mastery and control over their environment. Life is full of uncertainty and many situations are out of our hands, but at least we can assert our will on our living space. Clutter can be visually distracting too and serve as a nagging reminder of tasks and chores undone. So, like, I don't think you have to be somebody who's afflicted with OCD to, to find this kind of thing. Interesting, you know, it probably, it might be very much an attractive nuisance for you all the time. But, like, when you're feeling stressed out, like, it's it just seems like such an obvious little small thing to do for yourself is say, like, what is a small area I can control? Not because you're, like, you know, a Genesis-level god who needs to exercise dominion dominion over the the, the environment, but just be, it's for you. It's it's kind of for your environment, but it's really for you. And I and I think that's a that's a nice therapeutic thing to give yourself. And I, and I thank listener Yearn for uh, bringing it up again. Thank you, listener Yearn. It also reminded me. I put a couple old episodes in here. It also reminded me of something we've talked about on a couple occasions. A concept I learned about from Top Chef, which is called mise en place. That we've talked. You and I have talked about. Yes. Which is just that idea of like I like I say I heard it on Top Chef. There's like a mise en place challenge where you have to like shuck oysters or like, you know, slice tomatoes or whatever it is. It's preparing the, it's preparing the environment to just cook. And then to, you know, like, like the lady says in Ratatouille to work clean, you know, to do all the stuff and use your knife this way. But, you know, mise en place is great for your environment. And I'll tell you a nice nexus of this. I had a very short and extremely undistinguished career uh, doing some uh, freelance uh, project management at, at Mule Design back in the day. And, uh, and our mutual friend, Mike Montero, would do this thing at the, uh, at the close of, near the close of business every day. Oh, you've told and me I, about this. Yeah, and I would find it hypnotic. I, I'm not saying it to say Mike's a weirdo. I'm saying it because I found it very interesting and very Mike, who's a very organized guy. Like, you might not know it, but he's super crazy organized. And he would just do this thing that was almost meditative, which is he would very slowly almost stalk around the office, very slowly, like looking down. And at the end of the day, he would just walk around, yes, cleaning up, but just putting things back where they belonged. And you could tell it was like his day was starting to wind down. He'd done good work all day. Very talented guy. Uh, hi, Mike. Hi, Erica. And then, but, but it was, it was neat to watch. And I've thought about that. Like, you know, ending your day by doing whatever the, the opposite of mise en place, like putting things back where they were long. Maybe you're the plongeur at that, at that point, but, um, Mike would do that, uh, every day. And I think it was, it was good for him. You know, he's got a mind that races around just like me and, uh, he would go and put things where they belong. And that was part of his process, right? Anytime you watch somebody who's real good at what they do, um, you can see, like there is an element of that need to tidy up, to get your tools where they need to be. And what I'm here to say is even if you're not an artisan, even if you're not Mike Montero or Jackson Pollock or whomever, 
like, you know, even if you're not sitting around knolling, like there's something valuable to controlling that, uh, that small space. And so I encourage people to try that. I like that. And you know, there, one thing is as a parent, I will say it is difficult but important to try and impress this upon your kids. And the best way to do it isn't by saying to them, why is your crap all over the Ottoman? It's much better to say, first of all, you know, teach by example, keep your own stuff organized. And then the second one is to say, Hey, uh, let, let me help you clean this up. Let me help Mm -hmm. you organize this. And, and I find that that works much better than you need to clean that crap up, uh, is offering to do it. So, um, that's, Oh, I, I, I a hundred percent agree. And yes, yes, yes. And, and it, first of all, I agree that it's difficult, but I, I also agree that like, I don't know, maybe it depends on your little person's personality, but like, I, I think that the whole like opening with you did this wrong may not be the best. <laughs> right. direction that's never the best. Kids. That's never, but it feels like, it feels like the, the like honest and wholesome thing is to open with like here's what you screwed up again right you know? especially if you're not in the greatest mood it can be real easy to go i can't believe i have to tell you again take your straw wrappers and throw them away or or, or whatever but you're right you're right it is like in a, you know even stuff like allowance and that kind of stuff i don't think always can be the most reliable way to do that you know yeah um you're right though the 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 helping that along can be useful. Again, I think again, to quote another friend of the show, I like to quote a lot is Jeff Veen. I think what his phrase used to be um, in terms of, he was talking about, you know, um, user experience and like designing websites, but he would, you know, he, he could summarize a lot of what he did into this one sentence that I'm probably going to mangle, mm. which was something like um, make the right thing, the easy thing. So like make it difficult for people to like screw up because they don't understand the interface, you know, gray stuff out or make it, you know, ineligible right here because like you don't want people to be able to do things that are going to be contradictory and create errors. Right. So when you're doing a, a UI, like you have to get out of an engineering or developer mindset and you have to think about how do you make a path that's clear to take, you know, like when you go to the hospital and they got those uh, colored lines and arrows on the floor to show you like the emergency room is red and, you know, ICU is green or whatever. Like they're trying to say like in, in your wayfinding, I'm going to make this easy for you. So like I got to tell you, there's a lot of cases where I've learned about trash generating opportunities mm. and it has made me wise. So like when we recently cleaned up an area in our house, I didn't start by quote unquote cleaning off that table. Um, I started by bringing in a contractor bag and two bankers boxes. Why? Because you know what? Even without spending a huge amount of time looking at that t- table, I can tell you two things because it's always two things with me. One of those is a ton of this stuff is trash and should go in the trash. But I can also tell you most of the stuff on this table belongs to two parties in this house, my daughter and me. So it makes a ton of sense to say, like, I've already created a structure for myself where right. I say, say, like, I already know the general nature of what's here. And now I've provided myself an affordance for doing it the easy way. I know stuff's going to go in the trash. I know. And then there will be like, you know, in between stuff that I'll run into and can make a game time decision about. But like, I've already given myself the structure for knowing where that stuff goes and making the right thing, the easy thing. Wow. A lot of wisdom this episode. This is a major episode for wisdom. (sighs) I feel like this one's, this one's going to go in the, uh, go in the, uh, what would it go into? Do you think it'll go in the trophy case? Maybe. We have a trophy case. We got a trophy case. It's got all your your uh, all your your track medals in it. It's oh. got your um, 
It's got your uh, d- debate uh, plaques. Okay. Um, all all the things that you've done. It, it's it's got, it's got your uh, code. It's got your oh, it's got your check ins. It's got your uh, left joins. It's all in there. Anybody all, can everything's see it. there. Everything you want. Mm-hmm. I've seen everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you to uh, thank you to uh, our sponsors and to listener uh, uh, urine. And now, if you if you, I need to take a bathroom break. Okay. But but after we come back, I think we're going to talk about uh, Game of Thrones. We are. Okay. All right. Let's button this up. All right. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin man. <laughs> 